I am Bill Cartwright with Living Right with Bill Cartwright. And this is the Stress Mastery Podcast, where we take you from the science to the spirituality of stress mastery. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Stress Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Bill Cartwright. This week, our topic has been freedom, and today we will continue our book study, Living Untethered by Michael Singer. Doing a solo episode today as David is celebrating his birthday today. So he's enjoying a day off and really having a little bit of fun. So I'm going to do the solo episode for the book study, which I'm excited to do because it ties into what we talked about this week on freedom. So we kicked the week off on Setup Sunday with talking on the freedom purpose. On Monday with the Super Millennial, he talked about a lifelong journey to boundless freedom. On health huddles, we talked on how do you pick the right coach on egomaniac wednesday patrick garner talked on the game changer discovering your purpose on yesterday's connection thursday we talked on what is living in true freedom today we'll continue our book study and close the week on saturday talking freedom with our very own coach peggy so the book study is on chapter six and we are studying michael singer's living untethered chapter six is actually the beginning also a part two called The Outside World. This chapter is titled The Moment in Front of You. Keeping perspective is essential at every stage on your path toward inner freedom. The solid ground we keep coming back to is that you are in there, you know you're in there, and you've always known you are in there. But you don't focus on the fact that you are in there because you are too absorbed in what is going on both inside and outside you. You get lost in the objects of consciousness instead of focusing on the source of consciousness. Spiritual awakening is about untangling consciousness from the objects of consciousness. To do this, it will help tremendously to understand the nature of objects of consciousness you deal with each and every day. We begin our exploration with the outside world. What you receive in through your five senses is a significant part of your daily experience. You are inundated each day with an unending stream of sights, sounds, tastes, smells, and touches. If we are going to explore what it is like to be you, the conscious being living within, we need to take the time to thoroughly understand the outside world sense. It makes up such a large part, major part of your life. What is actually out there? Where did it come from? And what is your relationship to it? Let's begin by exploring your relationship to the world around you. We'll start by making a statement that you probably will not agree with. The moment in front of you right now has absolutely nothing to do with you. Before you disagree, just look at the moment in front of you. Don't do anything with it. Don't meditate on it. Try to be positive about it. Just notice that there is a moment in front of you. Now look to the left. There's a different moment in front of you. Look to the right. There's yet another moment in front of you. Those moments were there before you look at them, and they will still be there when you're done looking. How many moments exist in the world right now that you are not looking at? How about the entire universe? You must admit that those moments have nothing to do with you. They belong to themselves and their relationship to all that surrounds them. You didn't create them and you don't make them come and go. They are just there. The moment in front of you is just another moment in the universe that exists even when 
you are not looking at it. It's completely impersonal. Nonetheless, the moment in front of you doesn't seem impersonal. It seems very personal. That is why it can cause so much trouble. You suffer when the moment in front of you is not the way you want, and you rejoice when it matches your preferences. And as we'll explore in later chapters, this is because of something you are bringing into the moment. It is not something intrinsic to the moment itself. All moments in the universe are simply moments in the universe. You are the one bringing your personal preferences into the impersonal moments and making them seem personal. This is our our first encounter with seeing how difficult it is to surrender her habitual way of looking at things. We are perfectly willing to admit that what is going on in Timbuktu right now has nothing to do with us. Likewise, we have no problem admitting the rings of Saturn, the big storm on Jupiter, and the sands of Mars have nothing to do with us. In other words, more than 99.99999% of the universe has nothing to do with us. But somehow, the 0.00001% does. Which 0.0001% does? Why? That The part that's in front of you. Somehow, because you're looking at it, it's no longer part of the impersonal universe. It has become personal. The problem is, You've made it a really big deal of one mo the moment in front of you throughout your life by bringing your personal preferences into that moment. Notice that billions of people who are not looking at that moment in front of you do not have problem with it. They couldn't care less about it. It's not stirring up their thoughts and it's not stirring up their emotions. When you're no longer experiencing the moment, it generally won't be bothering you either. Instead, the moment you turn to next will be bothering you. Why is she sitting there? Who is she talking to? The lights are way too bright. All of a sudden, this new moment starts affecting you because you're looking at it. The truth of the matter is, it existed exactly the same before you looked at it. One of the most amazing things you will ever realize is the moment in front of you is not bothering you. You are bothering yourself about the moment in front of you. It's not personal. You are making it personal. There are countless moments unfolding in the universe at any given time. And your relationship to all of them is exactly the same. You are the subject. They are the object. Once you realize this truth intellectually, it still won't look the, that way in your everyday life. To help, let's take a field trip out to Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco, overlooking the beautiful Pacific Ocean. While you gaze out there, ask yourself whether... What you see in front of you has anything to do with you. You see waves, you see spray, you may even see some whales or sea lion. That just happens to be what is unfolding in front of you at that moment. If you had to come on a different day or even a different hour, what you'd see would be quite different. But this would not bother you. It would only bother you if you came to the wharf with some personal preference. I want to see a whale. I want to see giant waves people told me about. With these preferences, you will have a very different experience than someone who simply came to see what the Pacific Ocean looked like on that day. One person can simply enjoy the experience. The other has to struggle to make the experience match their personal preference. In the case of the ocean, it is not difficult to see the moment before you has nothing to do with you, and you have the right to simply enjoy the experience. But you don't generally identify yourself with the ocean. This is easier to do 
than with the rest of your life. But let there be no doubt. Your relationship to what is in front of you is always the same, whether you are looking at the ocean or at your life. These moments are just what happens to be happening at that particular time and place in the universe where you happen to be standing. None of it is personal. But since you seem to take that the moment in front of you so personally, let's continue our exploration of the outside world by looking at where that moment came from and why it is the way it is. And that ends this chapter. So we couldn't have a better chapter. Again, I wish David was here because we talked about freedom. And we talked about freedom this week and what freedom truly is. Freedom is when you have the ability not to have attachment or expectation. What Michael Singer's talking about when he talks about your personal preference, it's the want. I want to look at the ocean and see what I want to see. When you do that, you are creating conflict because you've created expectation. You are not in the moment. So as we explore this chapter, and if you have the book, this is chapter six, take your time and really look at it and think about everything you're learning in stress mastery. This is what we're teaching you. So he says in here, I think it's important, is the solid ground we keep coming back to is that you are in there. You know you're in there and you've always known that you're in there. But you don't focus on the fact that you are in there because you are too absorbed with what's going on both inside and outside you. So what is that? That's when you do not have cage mind conscious control and the ego has it. When the ego takes control of your reality, it's focused on the object. It's focused on what it wants. It's focused on that. And so what happens is you are focused on what's happening outside. I don't like what's happening outside. And you're focused on, on what's inside is the disruption you're feeling in the body because you're holding the conflict in mind. It's the easiest way I can explain it to you. The human being is hardwired for behavior. Behavior is dictated by what is held in mind. And when something in that outside world does not match your preference, which you hold in mind in the identity programmed, you're going to get conflict. And if you stay in that conflict, you're not even in the moment anymore. You're in your preference. And that's what he says here. He says, spiritual awakening. First of all, he says, what happens when you get stuck in a conflict is this. This is Michael. You get lost in the objects of consciousness instead of focusing on the source of consciousness. What does that mean? You're stuck in a story. The ego can never be present. So you're stuck in what you want and why you don't have it and why you should have it and what is happening here. You're stuck in the want of control. You're trying to impose your will on reality. But the reality you're posting your will on is in your mind. It's not in the moment of the objective reality because you wouldn't impose your will on what is there because it's the moment that's there. And so he says, spiritual awakening is about untangling consciousness from the objects of consciousness. In other words, spiritual awakening is when you can slow down, connect to your true self, heart, and be able to let what's ever activated in the mind pass through so you can find the now. Step seven of stress mastery is finding the now. It means you're in the moment. You're not judging the moment. You're in the moment. And when you're in the moment, 
Why is that spiritual awakening? Because it's connection to spirit. It's deactivating your ego. It's being connected to the true self. So he talks in here, he says, the moment in front of you right now has absolutely nothing to do with you. And he said, you're probably going to not agree with that statement, but it's it's the truth. You have to look. If you look at the moment, I always say no one can make you feel anything. So when people say, oh, she makes me feel this way. He makes me feel that way. He, It's not true. They can activate you. But to feel something, you got to be out of the moment and in your preferences. You got to be in the ego. You got to be in your mind. And so when he says the moment in front of you right now has absolutely nothing to do with you. In other words, it's not good. It's not bad. It's not it's not this, it's not that. It is. It has nothing to do with you. It's a moment. And the most spiritual practice we can do in life is to find the now. It's what we call the process. What is that? It's when you have alignment to the moment. What is alignment to the moment? You shut the mind down. In other words, you have the awareness and you have alignment with your inner mind world, inner world, and what is happening in that moment. So you're in the moment. There's no judgment. There's no, no, there's no uh, story. It's the moment. He says, so also what he says in here, he says, the moment, I'm sorry, I hit, I hit the mic. I hope that didn't boom. The moment in front of you doesn't seem impersonal. It seems very personal. That is why it can cause so much trouble. You suffer when the moment in front of you is not the way you want, and you rejoice when it matches your preferences. In other words, when it makes you happy, you create attachment to that happy moment. And, and people say, well, isn't that good? No, because let's say it makes you happy and you create attachment to that happy moment. And then let's say something similar happens again, but it doesn't happen quite like it did in that moment. Now you're sad. And that's the pendulum swing because now you're, instead of enjoying the moment, you have classified that moment as this is good. And when you have a classification, it's a preference. The swing of this is good is this is bad. And it happens all the time. So if you if you really listen to what he's saying here, you suffer when the moment in front of you is not the way you want. Well, that's right. Because want, and I talked about it in yesterday's podcast, listen to it. Want is what takes away our freedom because it's the base energy of the ego. When we're in want, we cannot be in the moment. If we are in resentment and regret, we're tethered to the past because we want somebody to behave this way or not behave this way, or we want revenge, or we want this, we want to be righted, we want. And if that wants in the future, we want this, but we don't have it, we're worried we can't get it, and we think once we get it, then we can be happy. And I told you in that episode that that's one of the biggest lies. And the reason that it never feels good is because it's not the moment. It's not in the moment. So what else he says here? He says, one of the most amazing things you will ever realize is that the moment in front of you is not bothering you. You are bothering yourself about the moment in front of you. And he actually has this kind of highlighted in the book. That's how important it is. 
See, the moment in front of you is the moment in front of you. So if somebody says something derogatory to you and you get upset, it's not the, the it's not the moment that made you upset. Do you understand? Because that moment in front of you is what is. It's already passed. You're upset because you're carrying the moment that just happened a minute ago. And you're carrying it in your mind. And you're carrying this anger. Yet, if somebody says something like that, you have to respond. But if you're complaining about it, you're carrying that moment that happened to you in a, into the next hour, into the next day, into the next week. You see what happens, right? Is it's not right if somebody puts you down. It doesn't make you happy if somebody puts you down. But the fact is, they put you down. That's what happened. That was objective reality. That was the moment. You not liking the moment is what's bothering you. You what thinking the moment's wrong is what's bothering you. You what wanting to defend and attack is what's bothering you. Not at the moment. It can act, it's going to activate the conflict. But if you bring that conflict to resolution, you let it go. And the moment is past. The conflict is brought to resolution. You've responded however you're going to respond. But if you don't and you're bothered by something, it's because you're carrying the moment, which means if you're carrying a moment from yesterday, you can't be in the moment in the present. And that's why people are stressed out. That's why people have anxiety. That's why people are depressed. That's why we, we are fighting with each other. That's why we have so much separation because nobody is living in a moment. They're carrying moments from their preferences. Your preferences is the programmed identity the ego held in mind. That's what builds your reality. And you have to understand, if you don't self-author that, that was set for you. And so you're all upset about something that you're defending, some belief that you didn't even set. But that reason you're upset is, it doesn't match the moment that you were in. And so he says that one of the most amazing things you will ever realize is that the moment in front of you is not bothering you. You are bothering yourself about the moment in front of you. And he says here, when he was talking about being on the wharf, right? And he's talking about, you're looking out at the ocean. And if you're looking out at the ocean, you're just there to see the waves and see what's happening. And you're in the moment. It'll be a beautiful experience. But he said that it would only bother you if you came to the wharf with some personal preferences. I want to see a whale. I want to see the giant waves people told me about. See, with these preferences, you will have a very different experience as someone who simply came to see the Pacific Ocean as it looked on that day. And you can start to see how the ego is creating this. And so he says here, let there be no doubt your relationships to what is, what is in front of you is always the same, whether you are looking at the ocean or looking at your life. The moment is the moment, people. That's what he's trying to teach here. In stress mastery, when you master, remember, mastery is not a goal or a destination. It's a journey. And stress mastery is about moving into process. And the process is always about step seven, finding the now. What is that? It's creating alignment of your inner world to what is. It's moving in the moment. And when you live that way, you live in harmony. And you're responding to what life is presenting. You're not living through a story, a want. And then you will live without stress. You will live connected. 
and you will climb your mountain. People think they have to be stressed out and have to be in this want or they won't get anything. And it's quite the opposite. We our, our reality is built through our through our vibration. And when you want, you're telling the universe you don't have it. It's scarcity. It's the lack program. And the most important thing about that is you may strive and even get it, but you'll still be unhappy because the true want wasn't getting the object or getting the money. It was the feeling you perceived you would get from having it. And when that feeling's absent, there is that's a lonely, lonely space to be in. It happens to all of us if we just slow down and look at it. So I thought this chapter was very powerful. Next week, and uh, tomorrow we'll end the week Saturday with Coach Peggy talking to freedom. But next week we're talking love. And Sunday I'm going to talk about the love purpose. It's going to be a fun week next week. That's it for today's show. Our mission here is to create a shift in the planet. You can simply join us on this mission by like, share, and subscribe. Those links are right below the show notes. As always, until next time, stay inspired.